Well, there is lots of talk out there today on the topic of recession, the dreaded R word. And are we going into a recession? Are we already in a recession? Is it inevitable? Or are we going to be able to skirt this? Whether you're looking at uh, mainstream headlines, there's plenty of doom and gloom out there, or especially if you're looking on social media. So let's say YouTube as an example, there is an endless stream of worried faces, some faces actually looking quite scared. And then there's going to be an endless stream of doom and gloom and, and, and uh, sensational headlines or sensational thumbnails, which are really predicting the worst. Then once you get past the recession videos, of course, there are the ubiquitous uh, crash videos, one after another telling you that uh, we are going to be basically coming to the end of the world if we're not careful out here. Uh, I'm here today to sort of take a step back to uh, you know sort of remain calm and carry on. It's really important to remember that a recession is a normal part of an economic cycle. They have always come, they've always gone, they will come and they will go. So the fact, the mere fact that we're um, possibly on the verge of a recession or possibly going to be going into a recession in the near term here is somewhat irrelevant in the big scheme of things. Now, it is important that you uh, understand that when there is a recession, of course, the markets generally are going to decline in value. Most assets are going to decline. And so if you are an investor, how do you manage your portfolio? What do you, what do you need to know or what should you know to manage, for example, uh, the construction of your portfolio even things non-portfolio related, like your spending patterns, earnings, that type of thing. Managing your emotions is one of the most important things that you can have. And uh, basically what you wanna do is you wanna avoid any big mistakes uh, through these time periods because there are going to be mistakes that, uh, that are made. And the more you can minimize those by understanding what's actually happening out there, uh, the better. A quick reminder that the first link in the description below is for our Investing Academy. And I would ask you to check that out when you have a minute. So what is a recession in the first place? Well, generally it's described as two consecutive negative quarters of GDP growth. And there are some, some more formal or some less formal uh, descriptions or definitions of it, but that's essentially uh, what it means. It is important to remember this has happened before and it will happen again. And when we go through these recessionary times, the vast majority of us are gonna be okay. And I, I will say there are a few, there's a handful of either individuals or companies, or actually even more than a handful, but a percentage, a small percentage, who won't survive the recessionary times. But that's because you're not going into them uh, in a proper way, you haven't prepared for them. But most of the time, you, me, uh, our other fellow investors out there are gonna be okay. When it comes to predictions, I'm always reminded of a 1966 quote by Paul Samuelson, who was a Nobel Prize winning economist. And he said, the stock market has forecast nine of the last five recessions. And essentially what he's saying is, and what we're seeing today with the markets having dropped the way they have with all these sensational headlines, we are using, we generally are using the stock market to predict an upcoming recession. And when we think of what Samuelson said and how silly this is that we're seeing this endless parade of 80% crash videos and 70% down and you know we've never seen anything like this before, um, it, it irks me as an investor to think that we are being led down this path of panic and anxiety when it's not necessarily something you have to do. I wanna keep it real. In this video today, I want to look at what the experts, what the educated people, what the well-informed people are saying, because as as good as any clue can be, and let's face it, there's there's no there's nobody who can accurately predict these with any degree of, of consistency. Uh, 
we might as well look at what these brighter minds who are working with teams of analysts and teams of economists, what they have to say. So that's one of the things we're going to do uh, in today's video. I would also like at this moment just to say thank you to our sponsor for the video, which is Neo, and I'll talk more about Neo in just a few minutes. Now, currently, coming out of the COVID crisis, we saw six quarters of, of strong growth. So we saw a very, very um, robust recovery economically from the from the COVID crisis. Now, more recently, if we look at the first quarter of 2022 as an example, in the U.S., GDP declined one and a half percent in that quarter, which you know changes that uh, trend. In Canada, we did see slightly better numbers, where we saw GDP expand by 0.8 percent in the first quarter, and this, of course, has been held up by the strong. Um, performance, if you will, in the energy sector, which of course uh, is a, a big part of the Canadian e economy. Now, the U.S. economy in particular is really starting to show signs of stress, to show signs uh, that there might be trouble ahead. And uh, there's no better examples of that recently than the reports that came out by Walmart uh, and Target as sort of benchmarks. Now, there are multiple signs that we may be heading into a recession. The most obvious, I would say, is monetary tightening. Now, clearly after the COVID crisis, the, the Federal Reserve Boards or the central banks around the world just threw money out into the economy. And so with this, that quantitative easing policy, we saw um, interest rates going down. We saw lots of money being flooded into uh, the economy in general. That's now being reversed. And we're seeing a, a global trend again where the central banks have either stopped putting money into the economy or in fact are buying back. So uh, that is definitely a headwind on the economic growth out there. We're also seeing um, high inflation. There's probably nobody watching this video who isn't aware of the fact that we've seen a record inflation or, or inflation that we haven't seen in say 40 years or so. We all are aware of the higher prices we're seeing for food. Wow, they're going up a lot. Um, gasoline. Uh, I, I can't, I've never put as much money uh, into my gas tank as I have in the last few weeks. I don't expect that any of this is going to change in the near term. I think that the headwinds, the inflationary pressures are going to be with us for quite a while now. Despite all of the efforts by the central banks to reverse those, they will work. They're just going to be working in a, a little bit of time. If we look at uh, CPI, for example, it was practically zero a couple of years ago. Now we're looking at 8.5% in that range um, as recently as March when that was reported again. This, these numbers are at a 40-year high. So it is a big challenge that the central banks have to fight inflation, which of course is recessionary in and of itself. Another thing we need to think about, uh, again, top of mind these days, geopolitical uncertainty. That always is a contributing factor. And we think about the fact that if there is instability in one part of the world with the way things work today, and, and heck, the, the supply chain has really shown us how intertwined we all are, um, instability in one area will spread to other areas. And of course, with the, uh, the military conflict still going on, uh, with Russia invading Ukraine, uh, that's going to continue to uh, stress the economy. When we think of things like the global or the uh, the China zero COVID policy, you know, China obviously is huge when it comes to international trade, and with the slowdown that they're putting on now, that's also going to continue to put a stress on the rest of the world. Interest rates obviously are front page news these days as they continue to rise, and things like mortgages those those affect a lot of individuals. Um, small companies or even large companies would uh, possibly struggle because you know the, the, their borrowing costs go up. So whether that's servicing existing debt or whether that is the inability to expand, maybe to hire on new workers, um, that's an, uh, an issue that we're going to have to continue to face as these borrowing costs continue to increase. And then I'll also mention the yield curve. When we look at the yield curve, uh, where the short-term interest rates are rising 
um, at a quicker pace than the long-term interest rates, at some point we're going to see um, another inversion. We did uh, briefly see an inversion back in March. And when that comes again, um, not 100% predictor, but it is uh, historically the an inverted yield curve has been a pretty good indicator uh, of a pending or an upcoming recession. Once we get past that, we're looking, of course, at energy prices, which put a strain on economy uh, with oil prices continuing to rise. Natural gas prices are at 14-year highs these days. They're expected to rise uh, higher as well. So that also is another strain that will be the economy will be faced with. Um, what I'm trying to say, I guess, in, in, a, in a lot of words, but to summarize, there are lots of challenges out there, out there right now that we are facing and we're going to continue to face for the next little while. So that leads me to the question. With all these headwinds, does it guarantee that we're going to have a recession? Well, the, the short answer to that is no, but I want to look at some of the predictions, as I mentioned a little bit earlier in the video, of what these brighter minds are saying and try and get a sense uh, of what they're saying and how that might guide us through this, this time period. Now, before I do this, I would like to thank our sponsor for this video, which is NEO. For those of you who aren't familiar, NEO is a digital alternative to the major financial institutions here in Canada, and it's created by the founders of Skip the Dishes. NEO offers a wide variety of financial products, and Brandon, the creator of this channel, recently got his hands on the new NEO Cashback MasterCard. And this card has no monthly fees, it has no annual fees. Now, Brandon absolutely loves his new card, but I guess what's more important is uh, with the NEO Cashback MasterCard, you can get an average of 5% cashback at over 7,000 NEO partners across Canada. And I'm talking about places like Walmart and Earl's and Canadian Tire, Petro Canada, just to name a few of the many. And even Harry Rosen, for those of you higher rollers who like to dress real spiffy, um, they are partners in this program as well. The sign-up process is really easy. You do an online application and then immediately you get your digital copy, which you can use on your smartphone, Apple Pay, the, you know, that type of a service. Within two weeks or so, you will get your physical copy in the mail. Now, if you are watching from Quebec, and as you probably know, a lot of times the programs are available in other provinces aren't available in Quebec. Well, good news for you, NEO is available today um, in the province of Quebec. So if you're interested in signing up for the NEO Cashback MasterCard, you can do that immediately. You will get a $50 credit for signing up. You get 15% cashback on your first purchase. And there is a link in the description below where you can go and get that process taken care of. Now let's talk about some of these predictions and we're going to get some people saying, yes, we're on the verge of a recession. And we're going to see other experts who are saying, yes, but maybe not yet. Or even others who might say that we can, uh, with the proper monetary and fiscal policies, we may be able to push that back. What are consumers saying? Let's start off just with a consumer survey. So if we look at the conference board's consumer confidence index, we will see the most recent numbers, the orange lines show that expectations are pretty low right now. So that's indicating there's not a lot of confidence in what's happening out there in the market right now. When we look at the University of Michigan's consumer sentiments index, we see a very, very similar picture with flagging sentiments. What are the big banks saying? Let's look first at Bank of America and their head of global economics research, Ethan Harris says, I don't think you can have a completely benign soft landing of the economy at this point. And he goes on to say, we're either going to have a weak economy or a recession. Simon Baptist, who is the global chief economist at the Economist Intelligent Unit, isn't necessarily saying that we are on the precipice of a recession right now. A global recession is not imminent, he says, but do brace for rising costs and slower growth. The World Bank lowered its economic outlook for the global economy from 4.1% to 3.2% for 2022. 
So that's obviously not a very optimistic stance. JP Morgan economist Michael Faroli says that they at the firm there have lowered their expectations uh, for the second half of 22 to 2.4, down from three. The first half of 2023 from uh, 2.1 to 1.5, and for the second half of next year, down all the way to 1% from 1.4. Now, if we flip over to uh, Moody's and we look at Mark Zandi, the chief economist there, he says that there is a one in three chance of an economic recession this year, right now in 2022, and even odds for one within the next two years. So he's definitely one of the more pessimistic of the group that we're looking here today. What does Bloomberg have to say? Well, they are warning, as we all know, there are cracks in the US economy right now, and they are uh, noting that recession warnings are in fact mounting. Their chief US economist, Anna Wong, says that the central bank will be hard pressed to avoid a downturn and may need to embark on a steeper rate hike cycle than the markets currently expect. So that's certainly nothing that is um, optimistic. It doesn't give us a whole bunch of hope to think that we might be uh, actually skipping uh, a recession in a time like this. Uh, Fannie Mae, their chief economist, Doug Duncan, he expects the economy to fall into a modest recession uh, by the second half of 2023. The National Federation of Independent Business chief economist, William Duckelberg, he does see a recession coming. And when you look at the optimism uh, or the pessimism, I guess you would say, amongst uh, the group that he works with, there are definitely, uh, there's not a, a huge bunch of joy coming from, from that group. The Wall Street Journal just completed a poll and their numbers come out with a 28% expectation of either a recession or a correction within the next 12 months. Over at the International Monetary Fund, the managing director, Kristalina Georgieva, she says she does not expect a recession. And she goes on to say, no, not at this point. It doesn't mean though that it is out of the question. Obviously, a lot of what we're talking about here revolves around the economic cycle. And that's what all of these analysts and these experts are doing their best, making their best efforts to predict. If that's something that's always puzzled you, this economic recession and how it ties in um, to uh, the investing and how to manage your portfolio. If you are a member of our investing academy in the mastery course, which is of course is included with your monthly subscription, um, we do have a module on the business cycle and it will tell you in much more detail what you want to know and, and how that can help you uh, with your investments as you go along. Prediction is very, very difficult to make. In fact, one of my favorite sayings is a saying, it says it's difficult to make predictions especially about the future. And as cute as that is, we do need to get, uh, assess to some degree of how accurate these, these predictions can be. A very interesting, and I would say almost depressing study uh, when we're in this space, if we look to a 2018 International Monetary Fund study, they looked at 153 recessions in 63 countries in the timeframe between uh, 1992 and 2014, and their results showed that in the year before the recession, the year leading up to the recession, that only five out of 153 predictions actually came true. In other words, a vast majority of time that the economists, the experts are predicting a recession, um, it doesn't come true. Uh, eventually, yes, eventually we will be going into another recession. But if you're basing your decisions today around it, you really have to take all of these discussions with a grain of salt. That's the most important thing. Does it mean though, that uh, putting effort into deciding or into uh, into uh, figuring out whether we're on the verge of a recession um, is, is a meaningless task? I would say, um, no, I would think that, that having a basic understanding does mean a lot to investors. It does still have some value. If 
understanding where we are leads to some actionable um, insights, I would say, um, so some decisions that you can make to managing your own portfolio, then even though we can't 100% accurately predict, if you, um, well, I'll just say, you can take what you learn from these studies, from these type of analysis, and apply that to your own portfolio management um, and really um, benefit by doing that. What comes to the top of my mind, for example, a number of months ago, the, the term stagflation was was really coming into the news. And at first, it was kind of disregarded. I actually did a video, if, if the word stagflation, if you're not familiar with what that is, um, I will put a link in this video here uh, for that video. But stagflation is a combination of stagnant economic growth and inflation. And it was kind of written off because it happens so very rarely, uh, not that long ago. But uh, we're seeing a lot more talk about that right now. And it's just one of those one of those um, uh, situations that you can be aware of uh, that can help you if, in fact, uh, you are, again, managing your own portfolio, which probably a lot of people are if you're watching this. Important to remember, economic slowdown does not always equate uh, into disaster, despite what we're hearing in the news today. Uh, recessions, economic recessions are a normal part of every investor's lifespan. So if you are going to manage your portfolio, um, get used to them because they're not going anywhere. Yes, there is quite a bit that we could be worried about today. As I said earlier, um, keep calm, you know, sort of carry on. Make sure your portfolio is well uh, diversified, properly invested, that you have a good combination of some growth investments, but also some of those defensive stocks that are really out of favor when the markets are going up. Uh, but we've seen more recently how important they are in a portfolio. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank Neo for sponsoring this video. Very much appreciate that. Uh, the first link in the description below is for our investing academy. And lastly, uh, I did a video on the VIX index, the volatility index. And if you would like to learn more about that and how that can play a role, in your portfolio management. Uh, I'll put the link up here. You can check that out and I look forward to, uh, to you watching that. And of course, I look forward to uh, seeing you in the next video.